You've now entered the lap of luxury. Prepare your soul for a lavish journey into enlightenment. Yes, yeah, so here we are quarantining into another fucking uh, reality show. <laughs> yeah. God dang. I think that's what this podcast has become is just, uh, you know, a. Uh, uh, we, we just catalog all the reality shows. On <laughs> yeah. Well, real quick. I didn't like, I knew today was April 1st. Uh, spoiler alert. It's April 1st. Uh, so I was thinking about like, you know, Oh, April fool's day. And I didn't really, like I said, I didn't really think anything of it. And I started seeing like, all like, I'm just not realizing, Oh, there's a lot of stuff that's happening that are April fool's jokes. Like, uh, for instance, I saw on Instagram, uh, I follow Seinfeld TV, um, their Instagram, and it's just like you know, it's just a, just a Seinfeld Instagram because I'm a big fan. Well, <laughs> they uh, they changed their name to Seinfeld and Sunny TV, and so they started showing uh, uh, was it the Sunny? What's the Philadelphia? What's the show? It's always well, always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. yeah. And I saw that they put up a uh, like a, a meme or something. I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" It was like, "You're gonna play It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia on my Seinfeld channel?" Like, no. I was about to unfollow them, and I was like, "You know what? It's really good, and maybe just like a couple Always Sunny memes won't be that bad." So then I come back later, and I see <laughs> it changed back to Seinfeld TV. So I was like, "Oh, got me with the." Uh, the uh, April Fool's Day trick. Yeah, I feel like when, especially when we were kids, like uh, I think we felt like April Fool's Day was going to be a bigger deal than it was. You know, than it is. You know what I mean? Like I feel like a lot of people were like planning for April Fool's Day for like the entire year, but now it just like comes and goes, kind of, and like uh, you know, a few, like kind of like that, like a few times, like in social media or something, somebody gets me or something. And it's like, oh, okay. Um, I know, like, last year, I think Conor McGregor, because he has his own, like, whiskey, he came out with, like, a wine, and it was, like, really corny and stuff, and I was, it, I was just, like, that's weird that he did that, I can't believe he, like, kind of, like, jumped out and just did that, yeah. and then I realized it was, like, a April Fool's joke, and I was, like, oh, okay, and that, yeah. that's all it is, it's it's not, like, yeah. he's putting shit on your front door or something like that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't think there was much this time just because of everything else going on, which is yeah, you know, we got the world melting down right now. No time for jokes. Yeah, but that's another thing. Honestly, uh, I've seen a couple of people say this, and I've had the same thought: is we could be literally having a meteor going to strike Earth, and people will be memeing about it and just like laughing about it, live streaming it until up until the second. It hits. <laughs> like, what do we? Why do we do this? What is up with social media that? <laughs> We just find things are destructive. I'm like, ha, ha, ha. Look, there's a genocide. Ha, ha. Well, wow. Let's keep on making fun of it. Or let, let's let's talk about this pandemic. What's more important, the pandemic or people making memes about the pandemic? Yeah. Um, I think people love the – I mean, the world turns just so memes can happen. And so I think, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, just the, it's just the oyster. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> – it means like – isn't it funny that memes are like a relatively new thing, but they feel like they've been around forever? And, <laughs> yeah. And also, memes are really interesting with, um, you know, they used to be like, it used to be like there's three memes in a year and people just wrote down different things on that meme. 
Yeah. But now it's like, you know, the meme is more like a random one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or you see people like I think the thing that people are doing is they're taking stuff. So like the meme is supposed to be usually something that a large portion of the population will get if they just look at it for a second. Like, oh, okay, that has to deal with a current event. But now there's enough things that people are literally memes are people who make are just making a meme that has nothing to do with anything whatsoever and it's hilarious like i don't understand how that is even funny or how's like i got buddies who send me memes and there'll be something stupid like that like a a cat walking around on like all fours but instead of his paws it's got you know um like the okay symbol um like emoji and it'll be like a crying face, like a laughing, crying face on the cat. And I'm just like, this is so stupid. Like, but it's not <laughs> funny at all. It's not funny at all. And people like and but people like it and they think these memes are funny because they're not funny. And that's what they think is funny. Yeah, I think wow, the, quality, I the quality has kind of gone down. But there's also like an unprecedented time to become a social media like I hate to say influencer, but like kind of a presence, like, or if you're like trying to do like an online business or something like that, like now is kind of the time if you, you know what I mean? Cause like yeah. people have nothing to do. I mean, you know, hopefully people are getting paychecks and stuff, but like people have nothing to do other than like stay at home and like buy things or just look online and stuff, you know? Yeah. I'm a little bit upset with myself. Uh, cause so which I always thought was alarming. So you're, uh, I, I always, I always thought was alarming. But iPhones, I know you don't have an iPhone, but uh, they have this thing like every Sunday, usually about uh, about nine thirty, nine forty-five. My phone will ring, and it'll say, you know, hey, this is your average screen usage per day for the last seven days. You know, and I, oh, oh, interesting. Yeah, so it's kind of like a way to you can cur like if you. You can set limits in it in that specific app. Uh, you can say, hey, you only want to use the phone for an hour a day or you only want to use social media apps for this amount of time. Uh, I never do. I just like to see where I'm at. So already I was at like during the week, I was anywhere between three and a half to four and a half hours, just depending on how busy my, I guess, day was when I got home. Because even I'm at work, I don't really use my phone much. But um, now... Uh, the last two weeks, it's been up to like seven and a half hours per day on my phone. Like, it's pretty ridiculous. I can't believe how much time I'm spending on my phone. And what's really annoying is like, I, I love to read and I got this stack of books and I'm choosing. I don't know why I cannot I cannot go read my books. Like, I'm just I sit down on my couch. I'll do stuff around the house, but I just sit and watch Netflix or I'll just be playing on my phone. And it's really bad when you start watching Netflix, but you decide to play on your phone instead while watching Netflix. Yeah. I mean, and, and I've noticed like, dude, this is like a perfect time to go work out and stuff like that too. Right. You know, it's like, yeah, it's very hard. I mean, it is a good time. This, this is kind of uh easy to say, I guess like it's a good time to, work on your mental health, I suppose, like meditation and, you know, um, you know, just chilling, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, but it's still, you know, also an awesome time to read and stay away from your phone and like go work out and go outside essentially, you know? Yeah. Man, like I this mean, is like, this seriously is, this is the summer break we never had or never knew we needed. <laughs> yeah, you know? I know. 
people are like, oh, like people are like, oh, it's re-. like I've had a couple people actually, some coworkers is talking like, is ruining work? I'm like, no, man, this is a sign that you need to get out of work. Like yeah. we can, like, so because of how we're set up, we, my um, we're obviously we're mission essential, uh, what I do, but because we like our individual persons were considered a weapon system we have like our own maintenance right so we go to a gym so we our gym is actually open because it's our own maintenance facility technically for our weapon system us oh wow so that's like because that's how the um how we're we're classified as um as people i guess kind of weird but so like we're we have like the only gym in the world that's open right now, and it's amazing. Uh, we obviously do take or taking all the precautions, you know, um, wiping down stuff and all that jazz. But it's it's pretty wild, and I just think we're like I said, it's an unprecedented time. Like I wake up when I want, kind of. Um, I report my the information I'm required to report. I work on my car, work on my house. I've got a ton of errands and I go to the gym at, you know, three o'clock, four o'clock in the afternoon. And I don't leave till seven or eight because I don't have to. And I can take my time. I can stretch, which I definitely need. Um, and you just kind of have like no real set schedule. Check on your guys. And man, it's like, this is seriously, I never thought I'd have an adult summer vacation, but this is like the adult summer vacation I always needed and never knew I needed. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, shit, what was I going to say? Um, oh, yeah, what I'm worried about is, like, we're going to go back to work. And gonna, <laughs> like, it's going to be kind of like how, like, I'm imagining what happens when, like, all the bars are closed and then they reopen. Like, it's just going to be a fucking shit show. <laughs> Fuck it, Fest 2020. <laughs> yeah. Dude, seriously. I mean, people are going to be, like, you know, almost like they survived, you know, they survived. So they're going to, you know, it's just going to get crazy, I'm sure. But, like, same thing with work where we're going to go back to work and not that people are. I mean, I think people are going to want to work, you know. But then at some point it's kind of going to kind of die down. But then I, I'm sure our bosses or something are going to be like. Guys, you had like two months off. Uh, yeah. It's time. What did you know, you lose your time. Yeah. yeah. There's no more time to like. You can't say like, oh, I gotta go run an errand real quick or something like that. It's like you had two months to do that. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta cut my grass. You didn't cut your grass for two months. What are you talking about? Yeah. You I guess. Your car was broken and you didn't go get it fixed. You had all that time off. What do you, what do you think you were doing with it? Exactly. <laughs> which um, is another thing. Nice. The the certain essential facilities still open. Which should be like obviously car repair places are necessary because you can't now they can't go anywhere but that's a sidebar. Well, but that's the other thing is like, every like when they said like hey everybody's locked down except for essentials like you know um you know businesses, I feel like nobody listened to that. There's like there's like all these businesses like there's a jewelry store opened. Yeah, um, how how they argue that one. Yeah, even like some home improvement places, which I guess I can understand. I mean, but they're not like critical ones. They're like gutters or whatever else. And it's yeah. like, what? You know, I don't know how these guys are getting away with it. I think they're slowly kind of getting figured out. But yeah. um, and it's crazy, like we're seeing videos. I don't want to spend too much time on COVID since I know everybody's, you know, everybody's inundated with it. But um, sure. uh, 
it's crazy to see like police officers having to go like to parks and stuff and telling people to like get the fuck out, you know, like go away, you know, like. And I thought that was like one of the safe activities, like going to the park as long as you remain like you know six feet away, and like if you're just like walking through the park on the grass, not doing anything, like you're say you're with your significant other and they're six feet away from you. Um, a grand, I mean, if you're in the same house, it doesn't really matter. But let's say you're six feet away from each other and you're just walking through the park. Like, uh, I don't understand the problem. I guess I get the problem when people are going to, like, you know, the basketball court and they're just, like, playing basketball with each other. Like, that's a whole another can of wax. But, uh, like, running trails and stuff is kind of trapped. Um, yeah, I think that's fine. What I was kind of referring to was, like, they had, like, large groups of people. Yeah. Um, hanging out in the park and they're like, hey, you guys got to, like, break up or stuff like that. Um, but it, and it's like – not that I see this all the, every day or I don't want to be like the internet warrior, but it's like, who, who's, who's still going out and doing stupid shit? You know what I mean? Like, who right. are all these people? They think they're you invincible. Know? They're above the <laughs> yeah. law. That's what it is. They think they're above the law. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's so easy to just think, like, even when I was going to like grocery stores or something like that, it's so easy to think like, oh, I'll just be careful. But I mean, these are germs. You know, it's like you can't, you can't, you're not smart enough for this. No. You know what I mean? <laughs> you have to be so conscious of it that it's not even funny. Like, I keep on for like, I haven't done it yet, but I have, uh, like, in my garage, I, uh, like, since I work on my cars and stuff, I have some nitrile gloves. And I keep on meaning to take the nitrile glove with me when I go out to the grocery store so I'm touching stuff. But, so, like, let's say you're touching everything you touch has COVID on it but you have these nitrile gloves that are keeping you safe all it takes is you to touch one thing that you're not expecting whether it's like you touch your hat or you touch like you itch your face and boom you're done it's got you and look or even like you say you got like you had you you've stopped the virus from it's on your gloves and now you you know you're at the grocery store you buy a packet of meat or let's say even you buy a box of cereal you picked it up you put it anywhere like unless you're disinfecting all of that shit yeah we're, we're toast man we're toast <laughs> and one thing i didn't think about was like uh the gas station you know they i think somebody put uh, something out that wasn't maybe too scientific but was just like that's like one of those things i think nobody's thinking of but you know everybody's kind of you know that's how a lot of things spread but hey now's the time to fill up baby you yeah know? <laughs> like see, it's, it's like uh i don't know what the price is. i saw 169 it's gonna continue yeah, to drop that is crazy man dude it's like I mean, even, you know, unfortunately with the stock markets and all that other type of stuff, um, it's like, it's almost like we've gone back years. Like the stock market is back to like 2017 levels. Gas is back to, I don't know, like fucking the 2000s, you know? No, I, think I think it's back, like, yeah, like early 2000s. Dude, I don't know if you remember this, but I remember when gas hit $2 a gallon and people freaked out. <laughs> yeah, people were fucking freaking out. <laughs> This shit, like I was a kid and I hardly knew what gas prices were, but and I, I think I was probably like around between ten and thirteen when it happened. <clears throat> so, like, and that's like what ninety eight, ninety nine, probably. Um, dude, it's crazy. <clears throat> yeah, and that's uh, it, it. It just shows that it's like when you when you see the prices going up and it's like whatever three dollars or something, you're like. Oh shit! I guess like the world's kind of you know relatively running out of gas, so you know supply and demand all this type of stuff. But it's all fabricated. It's like right now, 
from what I hear, like Russia and Saudi Arabia are having like a price war essentially. Yeah, so they're yeah. just like artificially putting it all down, you know, and that's all that matters. Like our supply is so much, especially if we're like transitioning to like renewables or whatever else. But it's just like everybody, I, we're, we're just a pawn in the game. You know, it's just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like everything is just like industries are just like uh, manipulating them, you know, yeah. like it's just crazy. Bro. It's there's weird no, to think. Go ahead. <clears throat> there's no accountability. There's no accountability anymore. You know what I mean? No one's responsible for anything anymore. No, it's insane, man. We're just gonna go back to trading cattle and uh, blocks of wood or something. Yeah. Like, you really, what do you really think about? Like, I, I, I don't know if you watched the show Ozark uh, on Netflix. Great show. No, I gotta that. see it, dude. Uh, you will binge watch the shit out of it. Like three, three seasons, and you might finish it in six days. Uh, yeah. it's, it's that good. Anyways, um, <laughs> the, one of the kids is talking about like cryptocurrency basically. And they're like, you're, you're trading some made up money. And then he was like, all money is made up when you think about it. Like this, that, like you have a $10 bill, but like, we're the ones who set the importance of the $10 bill. Right. It's just, it's just a piece of fabric essentially. Right. And like, it doesn't like the fabric itself is not worth anything. Like I could have a fat piece of, I have the same piece of fabric. It has no marks on it. It's just green, and it's literally the exact same thing except for it has some ink on it. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. Pops talks about that. Like, I mean, and everybody really should do a good job of like trying to get gold and silver. But he was sending me some articles that like gold and silver supplies are like literally like drying up. Um, uh, but I mean that. That's where all the, you know, the, uh, what's it called, value comes from. Like, the, the dollar used to say, um, I don't know, you can, like, you know, this is worth an ounce of gold or whatever it was, you know, because mm-hmm. um, they're all backed by that. But, yeah, the it's just a piece of paper. But then again, like, what is gold to us? You know, like, that's kind of the, that's always right. been, like, the epitome of, like, the value system, I suppose. Yeah. But, or, like, the foundation. But, does that mean anything to us? It's like yeah. What do you use? You use gold for probably like I mean, sure. I know there's some um, applications like gold is a very good conductor, um, things like that. But like on the whole, like you 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 have it for like jewelry, you know, and making shiny things. Right. So like like what is that worth? You know, at the same time, like what functionality are you going to use? Are you gonna, are you going to making? I mean, you could you can make gold. Um, silver, or I guess it would be gold. Would it be now? Here's a question: Would it be goldware or silverware? <laughs> yeah, I guess I never thought about that. I think it'd be goldware, huh? <laughs> I'd have uh, to be. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah. that's that's very odd. And then like, I mean, everything really, what everything comes down to was the barter system, right? Like, you don't like all the gold and money is just the universal uh, means, so that you don't, you know, like if I have you know, meat and you have, I don't know, clothes or something like you, if I try to get clothes from you and I say like, Hey, I can give you some meat. You're like, I don't need any more. So I'm not going to trade with you, but I'm like, but that's all I have. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, like, but if I have gold, like you can use that gold. Like, yeah. as you said, it's universal. So, yeah. but, uh, yeah, it's just, that's always really like kind of mind bending to think about it. And then, um, I got to look more into it, but yeah, Pops always like tries to educate me on, or he does educate me on like a lot of the stuff of like how, you know, we just basically print money and it's like inflation, like all that type of stuff is just like kind of crazy to dive into, you know? Yeah. Do you stay in touch with Pops or? Uh... Yeah. I, we, we talk every is, once in a while. Is he still up in uh, the North? 
Yeah, he is. Um, I think he, he wants, wants to stay there forever. Yeah, he wants to stay there for a while, I think. Shouldn't be hard. Yeah. <laughs> and that's – I was talking to some people up there, and I think they still had some confirmed cases, but it's like – how do they? How do they have confirmed? I mean, that just shows how much it's spread, right? Like, dude, it's crazy that you know such an isolated place has you know so many cases. Um, I don't know if you saw, like, I think Mexico has like a surprisingly low number. I, I forgot to look into like why that is, but it's interesting to see some countries that um, haven't uh, gotten touched. But okay, here's a uh, here's a here's a pet peeve of mine. Okay. I fucking hate it when, you know, articles or something say say something to the effect of like, um, like for the coronavirus, they're like, oh, yeah, so the coronavirus has hit, you know, this was a little bit early on, but they're like, it's finally hit all six continents except for, you know, Antarctica. It's like, we know that, you know, it's like yeah. when, people, when people don't, when people like do that kind of stuff where they like make an exception to like the thing that everybody knows is the exception, yeah. it's just so annoying to me, you know. Um, it's, the, it's the intellectual um, basically point of somebody going, well, actually. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Come on, give me a break, dude. Yeah, it's like, uh, I've been meaning to talk about this one, but like I read an I hate those articles that are like, and I'm finally done, like, you know, reading them. They're kind of clickbait, but it was like, I thought they were going to be educational where it's like, you know, this guy's 27 and he's uh, retired or whatever. Here's his like three secret or like three tips or something. Uh, like, yeah. Fine. You know, it's just like, um, but, uh, and then it, it always inevitably becomes like, oh, so, you know, you can, you know, save your money and, you know, have an emergency fund or whatever else. And like, you know, invest and try to save money where you can or whatever else. But then it was like, like, and like stop buying coffee every day and that type of stuff, which was good. But then it was like, um, yeah. So anyway, I was working at Goldman Sachs and I did research on a stock and it gave me 5,000% return. It's like, okay, <laughs> well, you know, come on. Like, obviously anybody can do that true, but like, not really, you know, it's like, right. I fucking hate those articles that just go out. Like they just go out of this world, you know? Yeah. Uh, one last note on COVID, unless you got more. What do you, uh, are, number one, are we eligible for that Trump check? Uh, oh, I don't think so. Because uh, I think it said you have to be making less than 75000 Ah, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Not to say what we're making, but I mean, everybody can look it up pretty much. But yeah, that's yeah, it's pretty uh, wild when you think about it. Yeah, well, you mean how much... How much do we make? Yeah, that is – and, like, not to be – I mean, you know, stay humble. Hashtag stay humble. But, uh, like, we all um, – one of the cadre members of my um, – in RTC said, like, hey, nobody's joining the Air Force to become rich and famous, and it's so true. But it's like I didn't realize how well they get paid, you know. And I guess we kind of – and we kind of talk about, like um, – I mean, if you think about, like, what they can make us do, essentially, for what we get paid, it makes sense, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and the fact that we're salary versus hourly. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, they could tell us to work, you know, seven days a week for the next however long, or they could send us somewhere for a year. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we can really do whatever – they can do whatever they want, but obviously, you know – for the most part, jobs are pretty good. So right, I think one other thing to think about too um, is really the perspective. So 
Um, both my parents were teachers, so it's not like they were making a killing. They they made pretty decent money because they both taught for 30 years. So by the end of the time, you know, it's like they're making some pretty decent money. Um, but I would say, and I don't know, I can't really speak for the other branches, but I'd say the Air Force has a, or the average officer that commissions in the Air Force, especially from the academies, um, I would say their parents' income was uh, maybe not like, it's not super high, but I would be willing to bet uh, the majority of them were over 100K. Um, and that's not saying it's wrong or right, you know, it's just a, it's just a thing. So a lot of people, like people who come from more humble backgrounds, I guess you would say, uh, maybe like, like, oh man, we're getting paid a lot, you know? And like, it's pretty crazy. But then somebody else might say, ah, we're not really getting paid that much. <laughs> you know? I'm like, what? And like, to put it in perspective, like I had, uh, like we were, we were talking uh, in the flight room. Uh, some of my guys were like, yeah, like, oh, you should do TurboTax. You know, it's, uh, it's good. And I was like, yeah, like you're pretty, like, I was like TurboTax is actually really good. I like it. Um, you just have to like, if you make too much money, then it's not going to be free for you, even though you are in the military. They're like, well, how much do you have to make? And I was like, I don't know, like $69,000, I think like that per year. And they're like, oh, we're not going to have a issue. Like none of us in this room should have an issue with that. And I just like backed out of the room slowly. I, just, I gave them the ha, 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 nervous. <laughs> I just like, walked out <laughs> and they're like, wait, what? <laughs> and I just disappeared. <laughs> That's pretty good. Like the Homer Simpson, you know? Yeah. <laughs> fake way in the bushes kind of thing. <laughs> exactly. Oh, shit. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. Um, yeah, it is it is pretty surprising every once in a while when I kind of look at it. And again, it's like none of us, like, I don't know, I, at least I didn't expect this. You know what I mean? Like, I was just like, yeah, I want to join the military. And then I didn't really like it. You know, I wasn't like planning it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but it's pretty crazy. Yeah. But the other thing real quick is, like, inflation, like, I, I mean, again, you know, kind of talking on my ass here, but <laughs> it's almost like, why can't we just, I wish we could, you know, control, I guess, the supply of money or whatever else and, like, kind of, you know, pause it or reverse it so that it's just weird to think, like, we're continually, like, inflating money. So, like, you know, making $100,000 now um, is, you know, I don't know, maybe kind of you know not unheard of but then if you go back like 40 years that'd be crazy and then if you go yeah. forward 40 years it would be like nothing maybe you know it's yeah. like it's just weird to think about you know there's just the value changing like that and yeah. that's like kind of accepted too yeah i think we're um i think the good thing is we're cognizant of the role inflation plays again i'm now i'm starting to talk out my ass but like when you look at the amount of like how much has changed um like you can even just look at regular prices of things like a, a soda or, you know, a candy bar back in, you know, what, 1900. You say it's like, a, you know, like a nickel for a Snickers if there was Snickers, you know. Then fast forward to, um, you know, 1950 and it's probably like, you know, a dime or something like that. I don't know. But we at least now I think like, it's shot up a lot, but I think we've been paying attention more so like. For instance, I, I compare prices of cars. So the how much a Corvette costs? Like I'm a Corvette guy, so that's uh, what I'll talk to. But the price of a um, the baseline Corvette in I, like 1997 
was, uh, I think it was about like either between 45 and $50,000 brand new off the line. The next generation in about what the same time. So 2007 baseline Corvette still about $50,000. Um, then 2017 baseline Corvette, uh, I think it went up to almost about 60, but they neck the, but this new one that just came out also 60. So it really hasn't changed too much in that 20 year time frame. I think we're being more cognizant like, Hey, like I understand there's a lot of technology you're putting into these things, but you can't just start charging fucking a thousand, like, you know, a hundred thousand dollars for things. It's not going to make sense. I, I get you can, but I, I would hope we're being, we're, I think we're taking the appropriate actions to like, and putting uh, one thing that we didn't have before was just economic measures in, uh, in place that we can't just let inflation run out, run rampant. So instead in 10 years, a hundred thousand dollars is equivalent to, um, you know, $30,000. Yeah. And actually that brings me to a point of, um, isn't it like, it's crazy to think about what thing, like even in like the current situ or like right now, what things are worth the same amount, you know, like, um, let me pull up a, uh, uh, I can't remember my exact. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. So like we were talking about home warranties before the podcast, like I pay five hundred dollars a year, mm-hmm. um, but that you could also pay five hundred dollars for a lawnmower. Like, yeah. <laughs> is it a weird? Like, is it a weird? Sometimes the equivalence of like prices and like what you kind of get for it essentially, like yeah. the five hundred dollar. I mean, we were talking about, um, you know, like the home warranty. I was kind of upset or like kind of making fun of that. You know, things are covered and they, you know, which is good, but then you pay like a hundred dollars for the person to show up. So you're still like paying, but, but like it covering my entire house and like most of the appliances versus buying just like one piece of equipment, like a lawnmower or something like that. Like (laughs) it is really like you're paying, you're paying for, uh, in case, like this is the old Chris Rock skit, but, um, you're paying for in case shit happens, you know, now you're not paying for it will happen, but in case shit happens, you got. Uh, you got the amount of ducats you need for that. But that, I, I never really thought about that. The service that you potentially may have, you can buy, like you said, you can buy, you can buy a pretty, a damn nice lawnmower for 500 bucks, you know, a little push one. And yeah, that's, that's pretty crazy. And that's just like, and you, you may, for that whole year, you may never need to use your home warranty at all. Yeah. That's the fucking trap of insurance. Isn't it? it just, <laughs> that, that shit kills me, man. You know what I mean? Like, Obviously, you never want to need to use insurance and you always want to have that safety net, especially since like, you know, knowing you can't really like something can't happen and then you get insurance and be like, oh, yeah, so this thing happened, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but oh, my God, it's just so crazy to 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 think about how much you waste on insurance when you know if you're never using it kind of thing. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I, I've never used insurance like up to this knock, knock on wood. I've never used insurance um, or auto or automobile insurance. Or motorcycle insurance to this day. I've never had to use it. And I had one scenario where I almost had to, but it was covered because I was working um, in the government. But ne- have yet to have to use it. And I still pay, I think my motorcycle insurance per year is something like seven or $800. Uh, and my other vehicles combined are like $400. So 
there goes eleven hundred dollars every year for sh- apparently shit that it doesn't make doesn't doesn't matter. Yeah, good thing you don't live in Louisiana, man. It's fucking wild here. It's really uh, high there. Yeah, I'm paying. Uh, I might as well throw it out there. Uh, like a thousand dollars for every every six months, I think it is. Damn. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I thought Tennessee's was really high. I think it might be. Ah, oh, man. You also, I, I think I have, I have a few more vehicles than you, so I get a little bit of a discount. Um, but still, you probably have home uh, homeowners insurance and stuff like that, so it's all bundled. Yeah, so, it's just Louisiana. Louisiana is a fucking just it's it's a nightmare. Just, yeah, it's just the wild west out here. What the fuck? As Dude. we all know, with the nails behind the tires and all this type of shit. Oh know? yeah, Ratchet City. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, back up north, man. It was uh, we. I no, little nice. did I know how little did I know how nice I had it. I'd pay, you know, for my motorcycle. I'd have like it'd be like twenty five dollars for a registration, um, and then you know insurance would be like, <laughs> I think for the year for my motorcycle I'd pay like three hundred bucks, something like that. Crazy. Yeah, I think it was six hundred for the year, or yeah, six hundred for the year, for and now it's two thousand essentially. <sighs> God. I guess, yeah. What yeah, are they doing? Cool. What are they doing? They're raking up the money, dude. You gotta get in some fucking accidents to cash in. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> I'm trying. I need to uh, get some acid accident forgiveness, dude. I need. I, I gotta make. I gotta. I've been paying all this money. Like, think about it. If you have that truck for ten years and you never get an accident, that's ten. What? No. That's twenty grand you put into that truck that you never get to see. You better get it. You better total that bitch and get some money back. <laughs> Something, dude. Rip an yeah, axle off. Man, I don't know. Fuck, that's rough to think of. And this is the thing. It's like we've talked about this a few times. Like the Air Force doesn't really pay you for those like miscellaneous like back up no, north. They like they don't give you a stipend for how fucking expensive flights are versus like the rest of the United States. You know? Yeah. That's like, like, that should be, so you go to a certain place and they do, like, so you live in California, you're like, if you're at like LA Air Force Base, you know, they'll give you cost of living. And, um, same thing with Hawaii. Like that, they, I, I'd make an argument for having cost of living just about everywhere you go, you know, it can either be, you know, a hundred bucks or like in North Dakota, you know, it should be a little bit higher. Yeah. I think that sh- seriously should be a thing. I, I mean, Again, I guess we kind of can't complain, I suppose, but still, it's just, it's just kind of, it's just kind of ridiculous. Um, yeah, the different situations, but I mean, that is tough for the Air Force to navigate. But then against the Air Force, like they can fucking figure it out. But yeah, uh, um, yeah. Th- kind of going back to insurance real quick. Do you, well, I probably no, I probably can't do it now that I'm about to say this, but like, I feel like at least once a year you should fuck something up, you know. Like, <laughs> Like, seriously, like I got a glass stovetop. I should just fucking drop a, a kettlebell on it and shatter. <laughs> Dude, I, bro- I broke it. I need a new one, you know, then get a, or, you know, like just, you know, donkey kick your water heater. <laughs> guys, I need a new one. Like you shot, you guys cover that, right? You know, I don't know. But. Yeah. And that's, so that's the thing too. Like I always have this uh, kind of push pull thing of like, do it. So Actually, I should ask this. Like, for do you have city sewer or do you have a septic tank? Do you know? City. I made sure I had city. Yeah. So I, that was that was high place on my list. That is. So if you have city, I, I guess I don't like. What do people realize is the pros and cons? And then like, so city sewer, like, do you don't need, you shouldn't have to 
get someone to inspect it unless there's a problem, right? Because right. I'm thinking of like all this preventive maintenance I should do. But then again, if I have like a home warranty that covers some of it, like shouldn't I just – some of it's like I should just wait till there's an issue essentially rather than spend the money. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. I think the, the, the winning factor you get for city sewer is like – you don't have to worry like septic tanks. You know, you gotta you got backups and like it could just explode. Like if your neighbor is a shitty neighbor and they're putting a bunch of garbage down there and it clogs up and then now you have a shit lake in your backyard. Um, that's where um, you know having a uh, like a septic tank is bad. But the positives for a septic tank is you can you don't need to have util or you don't have to have city um, sewage run to your house you know um that's a little bit more expensive if you're in a rural era area then it might or just an area that just doesn't have a whole lot around um that's where septic systems kind of make their money but um i don't know i think i i i think city water and or sorry city uh, sewage is a little bit easier to manage like you can just flush fucking whatever you want down there <laughs> just about as long as it doesn't clog your own pipes yeah, so I guess I don't really need to, like, is it good to get a preventive measure of, like, like, I was thinking even, like, an HVAC tune-up, but I'm pretty sure I could do that myself, but then, like, city sewers, I mean, is it worth it to get somebody to fucking kind of just reset it and just, like, clean it out or make sure it's good? Uh, I See, mean, I, on, it seems on like the it city, might be frivolous. Yeah, I think so. On the city side, and I, you know, then again, like, you know just as much as me about fucking owning a house, so... We might be just talking ourselves uh, down the wrong path, but personally, like if you're gonna deal with something that's gonna be on the city side of the sewer and you want preventive maintenance, I feel like it's it's not worth it. That they should be doing. And if something goes wrong, they'll come out and take a take care of it. But if it's you know like your plumbing system or something, that's something that you, and it's on your part of the of the line, then for sure I think that's like that's not a bad waste of uh, of money, you know. Because if your toilets are good, your faucets, your uh, everything is good in your house and your water pressure is great, then sure, you want to keep that up. Um, there's only so much uh, that you can do, but if it goes beyond something um, like that and it's the city's fault, then hey, city's fault, we'll come fix it. You tell them. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So I think there's not much. Um, it's just like. There's a few good, like I've had to like kind of dig surprisingly to find like good like preventive measure or maintenance like on the HVAC and also like furnace and whatever else. Um, but for the most part, I don't know. I, I think there's not too much. Um, obviously, having insurance is kind of nice. And then, you know, just when you see, I mean, it's kind of like a car, I suppose. It's kind of when you see problems arise, do it. But, you know, also try to watch out for things, certain things, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But actually, that brings me to another point. I think I might have mentioned this before, but, like, I always think about with airlines, like, when people buy, like, imagine if you had no idea how, like, airlines or, like, the airport system worked, and you just buy a ticket. Like, no one's explaining to you how that works, right? You know what I mean? Like, you would just show up with a bag and try to go to the uh, airport. Like, you'd probably show up at the time that is departure time because, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like... And you don't realize, you know, the bag's got to be this size. You can't have this in it. You got to go through security. You can't have this with you. You know, you got to take off your shoes. People are going to get pissed at you. It's going to be annoying. And then, yeah. like, carry-ons, you know what I mean? Like, all that. It's like, nobody, like, 
that's what high school should be about, right? Like they should explain <laughs> to like how to own a house, how to like do your taxes, how to like, you know, you know, essentially operate, I suppose. And I, I feel like that never really happens, right? You know, like well, not I don't know. anymore because so they used to take they used to do stuff like this. Like it was called home economics, you know? Yeah, that yeah, was, yeah. Uh, you had like I remember learning how like in middle school we had a home ec class. I learned how to sew. I learned how to. Uh, I didn't learn how to do taxes, but I learned how to. Um, I actually there's a couple classes. Um, I learned how to write letters. I learned how like, just a lot of basic shit, like very very basic stuff. Like in the other one, I learned how to like cook food. Um, like we, in the in the one home economics class, I learned how to do that. But then this other one is more of like an engineering focus. So you looked at different ways to make certain things. So, you know, I'd make, uh, like, learn how to make bacon in the microwave instead of just doing it on the skillet. Um, <laughs> stuff like that. Like, just yeah, yeah, yeah. random things. Like, we use science to cook hot dogs, you know? And it's just a bunch of craziness. But, like, we don't have that anymore. Like, there's no woodworking classes anymore. Um, like, that that would pay dividends. Having a shop class where you learn how to work on wood, learn how to wet. Like, dude, are you kidding me? Like, those are... Key, like those are some very important things that people should be learning how to do. Like I would love to have learned how to weld in school. Unless you're going to a trade, unless you're going to a trade school, um, like you're not going to get those things. Like, the, like like you said, they should that should be kind of taught in high school. I'm not saying that it needs to, like everybody deserves to have that, but like at the same time, like that should be an option. Um, and to be honest, I think a lot of people who People look down on people taking like those home ec classes, but to take it one step further, those technical classes, like whether you're going to be, you know, like an automotive technician or, you know, uh, a cook or a, um, a diesel mechanic or something like that. Like, dude, those guys are making a killing right out of high school. It's crazy. Yeah. And there is something to be said, like, um, what's his name? Is it Mike Rowe, who always advocates for... Like, you don't have to go to college. You can still do trade or, like, you know, technical kind of stuff. Um, and like you said, like, because you might get paid a little bit less, but at the same time, you don't have college debt and all that type of stuff, you know? So and you can kind of jump right into it. And, I mean, they have good either benefits or they pay well, especially if you stay in there and, you know, gain the expertise yeah. and then maybe even start your own business, you know? like Yeah. Well, here's the secret, though. I, I think people – really neglect to see is <laughs> people are like oh yeah well you may make less than you know somebody who went to college but oftentimes more than often than not you're not you are going to make more than that person with the college not only because of that debt part you talked about but like everybody's got a college degree now how many people like every, everybody's got a college degree but not everybody's a certified welder and there's definitely people who need to get shit welded so i mean there, there's always avenues. Everybody needs, every, just about everybody needs a car. Everybody's going to need somebody to work on your shit. So, uh, whereas like, you know, you graduate college and like somebody like might be working and starving themselves, just trying to get a job that is in the career field that they want for, you know, three, four five years until they actually make it there or they just set on something else. If you're in a technical job, like, you know, from the minute you graduate high school that, you're within two years, you're going to be, you know, a master at your craft and you're going to be making pretty damn good money. I'd be willing to say more often than not, they're making over 60,000 a year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that, I think that 
that shit's kind of overlooked oftentimes, but, um, you know, obviously it's a good stuff, especially if that's kind of, you know, what you're passionate about or more interested in, I suppose. Yeah, for sure. Well, did you want to, uh, talk about since, since we're everybody's quarantine, talk about kind of some of the shows that are hitting the airwaves. Or you yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know when this one came out, but, um, kind of like what we introduced before back with your exes, uh, just like it sounds, it's, I guess it's originated in Australia, which makes sense with the cast, but um, it's basically people like, I guess they submit like, hey, I had this, you know, uh, kind of the one that got away back, you know, five years ago or 26 years ago in some people's case. And then I guess the person accepts and then they kind of document like them like reacquainting and seeing if they can work out in the end. Um, and yeah, just a few. <laughs> they had four couples. It was basically, like, of all the age groups, almost, like, the first were, what, like, maybe early 20s, I guess? Yeah, they're, like, 23, uh, I think. Yeah, next were maybe, like, later 20s, early 30s. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah the next, the two of them were about mid, uh, mid-20s to late-20s, early-30s, yeah. Or I guess, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and then um, the last ones were, like, probably 40s or 50s, I think. Yeah. Uh and you might have to help me with some of the names. Oh, I don't remember any of the names. <laughs> that's what we have Google for. Yeah, that's true. I think uh, I think the younger ones. Yeah, let me Google them real quick. I think the younger ones were like Cam and Cam and, uh, Cam and Kate. Kate. Cam and Kate. Yeah. So maybe just going through like so they. I don't know. I think this show kind of did a better job. Like this show kind of basically was again, almost like um, love is blind where they basically just like were hands off. You know, they did like some stuff with, uh, you know, they like had them look at like a time capsule where they put certain stuff in there to like kind of remember. And then they like would write each other letters or like send each other a video or something like that uh, to kind of spark conversation. Yeah. But, uh, Anderson was just like standing over me, watching me. I don't know. That was really creepy, but um, <laughs> <clears throat> uh, she watched it with me as well. But yeah, so they, I think they did a good, good job of that. But for the most part, they kind of stayed away. But um, yeah, I don't know. What are your initial thoughts? I thought a lot of it was like you could see the awkwardness in the initial, but they kind of jumped in because these are these are people who were like together for maybe like five or six years you know yeah when they were together so it was like a serious thing it wasn't just like a small fling you know but yeah um i will say man i i kind of looked at this with a different through a different lens just because of um my situation but looking at just kind of looking at it as it taking it or i say taking it as it is i saw a i don't know I thought it was interesting. Uh, obviously, I, there's a lot of introspection I had uh, with it, but I there's, there's kind of two ways I was thinking about it. Is would I want to get back with my ex and or in my ex any of my exes I should say, and then also looking at if I thought those people who were on the TV, the four couples, were good fits. Um, I thought it was interesting because. I guess I just never I've been in the relationships where I got back with my ex, but 
there's few and far between just because I, I have a hard time relating to it because I'm a, I'm a bridge burner. I think uh, I've, I've gotten better in my old age, but uh, I, I think it's an interesting, it's an interesting concept because there's a lot of people who break up and then they kind of, like you can tell they, they still think about each other. Like two prime examples were um, uh, Diane and Peter. So Peter was 57. Diane was 50, both divorcees. But um, they still kind of had a fling for each other. They had a thing for each other. And there's pretty much a, was an instant um, was an instant um, attraction, I guess, if you will, uh, because they're rekindling this relationship they had uh, over 20 years prior. And then um, but the re- the other ones, for the most part, I was kind of like, ah, I don't see them getting along very well. Um, and that's kind of like, they're just two different types of people. And like, just like, kind of like myself, I feel like, uh, I don't think I would be a good fit to go back to any of my exes. And I think a couple of them definitely were like that. Yeah. I think, you know, I mean, I guess that's why kind of, it's a show. It's like, it's like, this is (laughs) by far, this has got to be like you getting back with your ex or, you know, anybody getting back with their ex would be 99% percent chance a bad idea you know <laughs> and like it's like one percent chance that i would see like x is working out you know but yeah. i mean i guess these guys i'm sure like maybe the producers kind of went through it and saw like some stuff but um <clears throat> yeah we're gonna have some spoilers in this i suppose but uh what did you think about it i don't i thought it was it was like cringy at times you know but it still was pretty good it was like it's always interesting to see people you know, it's, like, good to see their lessons of, like, shit that happened and then how they grew from it kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and, like, bounce back or, like, what they learned from it and, like, lessons you can kind of learn from it, too. Yeah. Uh, but some of them were kind of rough situations, I got to be yeah. honest. Uh, yeah, I uh, – a quick inject here. I, I, I think we've talked about them in the podcast before. Um, I, I'm kind of a, of the belief uh, people don't really change. And – if I ever needed an example to support my argument, this show would be it. Um, <laughs> it, it, it was uncanny. Like all the problems that they had, uh, or at least they discussed them having why they broke up initially are the exact same problems that they, they had and on the show. So, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, so like, again, spoilers, but like Cam and uh, Kate, uh kate like cheated on him even though they like seemed to have a really good relationship and he was like you know kind of doing everything you know he was like very romantic and he was like very um how do you say he like put a lot of energy into a lot of stuff you know um that one kind of threw me for a loop like i don't know i mean certainly like you know lapses can happen we're all human but it's like that was kind of a crazy situation. And also like they were young, but it was just like such an odd, like awkward love they had. I feel like, <laughs> yeah, that was really like, they're, they're just, like you said, uh, it's just really awkward because he was kind of nerdy, shy, uh, which I can, uh, empathize with. And then she was kind of more outgoing. Um, very, I don't know. Just, uh, she, she was hot, you know, and he was just like a, a normal guy and she kind of liked him because he was, cute because he was awkward you know um so that that to their point worked but 
it was just I don't know. I mean, they were so young that it's like, do you really think that they're going to get to last? And I don't know. I, I'm pulling up right now, and I got the final results of all their relationships, and uh, shocker, none of them worked. Oh, the final final. The final final. Oh, uh, how long ago if, was it? If Wikipedia uh, is correct. <laughs> so it was originally released. It was actually uh, released in 2018. Um, it was a network show, actually. But so all of them, like, so what, three, three of the couples, they decided that they wanted to make it work. And then one of them said, nah, which I saw that coming from a mile away from uh, the Eric guy, Eric and Lauren. Um, yeah, that was doomed from the start, I, I thought. But, um, yeah, so, like, none of them lasted in the end. No, so, wait a minute. So, um, so Peter and Diane ended up getting engaged. They got engaged. I was shocked by that. No, I, was <laughs> I was happy uh, to see that. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, I was sad to see Meg and Jeremy not work out just because of, like, a small fucking little bout, but... Dude, they, uh, that was their problem. That was their fucking problem the entire time. I I, I think honestly, um, I'm talking too much right now, but <laughs> no, that's fine. I think I think Jeremy was the fucking idiot of their their um, <laughs> <laughs> of their relationship. Like at first, I was on board with him because he seemed like a nice guy, and I was like, he's like, yeah, I'm punching above my weight. Blah 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 blah, and like you know, she's such a nice person, and you know, I would be a little bit of a dick, but like she just really always treated me very badly. And I started watching the show, and I'm like, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> she, she wasn't like she didn't treat like she treated treated him maybe kind of dick dickish like one time. The rest of the time, he would just like they would have like a little small argument, just a little small thing. And then he would just like he would do something wrong and he would it was never his fault. It was always her fault. And yeah, I never got that. And she would like she would come back apologizing like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm, I'm sorry that I made you feel that way. And he'd be like, but you're not sorry because you keep on making me feel that way. I'm like, bro, what are you doing here? You can't yeah. keep doing that. That was, that was so odd. And again, it's like they just argue about or he just couldn't let go of the one thing of like i guess when they kind of broke up or something she like ended up talking to somebody else and it's like that's how that works kind of you know um i think he was just hurt by it he kind of just wanted to say no and i wish she kind of you know i don't know i was really pulling for them i you know it's like she shouldn't have to give up ground but if she did i think it would have helped but i mean who knows what happened afterward but like still it's just like it was just like such a clash you know it was just like kind of stupid you know yeah um they just couldn't communicate, which was like it was so frustrating to watch because it's just like this is the one thing you guys have to hurdle and you're fine, you know? <laughs> it's like, yeah, they just exactly. couldn't do it, you know? Yeah, and then he would uh, I, I noticed like he would always say every time they got in a fight, she would just walk away, you know? Um, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's really annoying. I could see how that's gonna bother you, but then he she would say, you know, oh well, he's um, you know he he just finds things to. Like he'll he'll just focus in on one thing or come like really distant, and then whenever he has problems, he just says, "Fine, you know, what? okay, whatever, see ya." And she would try to work on her doing that, but he would not try to work on himself at all. Um, so I thought that was kind of 
uh, kind of poo pooed him for doing that, and it's, <laughs> it didn't seem like their relationship were like e- like like just like you said, I was really pulling for them because I think they had a like when they weren't fighting, I thought they had a really good relationship. Um, but man, they the the last few episodes they just fought so much like in every like it they they could not have a nice thing happen like they'd have, be having a nice dinner and it seemed like Jeremy would just pick a fight every single time um and she would kind of do it too uh the Meg chick and also I think Meg was the she was the she was the champ of all of them she was she I had a of all the girls I had a crush on her the most she was she seemed pretty cool yeah um yeah that, that one was really and it was like not to kind of be dead horse here, but like every time they talked, I feel like nothing got resolved. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they would just talk, and then you know, it was just like again, like you said, like she would walk away, or he would like I, I didn't know what they were really talking about, kind of you know. Yeah. Um, but then let's see, now, yeah, Eric and Lauren, that was fucking just that was awkward, man. That was brutal, dude. He was such a <laughs> fucking meathead. He Eric was a fucking meathead. And I felt bad for her because she, like, literally was, like, on his, like, on his, like, eating out of his palm, apparently, and he just didn't care, he didn't care, and, like, when they went over to his place, and he was like, yeah, uh, we're gonna make some food, my stove's broke, I was like, what? Your stove well, is broke. Yeah, and what killed me, too, was, like, so they'd been... When they were together, they were together for six years. They broke up every year or something like that and all this type of yeah. stuff. He, like, went to her place once, and she would always go to his place, and she, like, remembered it being the same. And I was like, dude, it's been – I don't know how long it's been. Was it, like, 10 years or something maybe? It's like you haven't years, updated – yeah, it's like you haven't updated your fucking apartment. You know, you're like – he had, yeah. like, a – he had, like, a – what was it? Like, a tower of uh, the protein things. He yeah. didn't have any dishes. That was uh, another thing. No dishes. Not a singular dish. And dude, he he like made he made drumsticks and then they were like raw and he ate them anyway. <laughs> this, this guy's a savage. Man. I know, like literally barbaric. Strange. Yeah, a barbar- <laughs> He's a barbarian. And uh, I was just like, I was like, it's sad sometimes. I mean, I guess it happens to guys too, but it's sad when girls like fall into that trap and think they like really like this guy and they just you know deal with his bull it's like if i saw that like him eating raw chicken and thinking it's okay i'm like i think i'm good i think i'm just gonna leave man (laughs) yeah well like you see that and then on top of that he has no dishes and (laughs) you know what's even worse like i could i could almost excuse the no dishes almost um except for he had like he's a grown-ass man i can almost excuse no dishes i could almost excuse the you know, the oven being broken, you know, and him, like, he can cook on a George Foreman or air fryer. But the thing I cannot excuse, using toilet paper as a napkin. Oh, like, was he what? doing that? I forgot about that. Yeah, like, he was like, here, eat this drumstick. It's hot. So here's a piece of toilet paper. What? And it, what, what killed me, too, was I think they – and by the way it was always weird like they would they kind of set us up for failure in the sense of like in the beginning they said like oh we broke up because he was like too interested in his job or whatever else you know and then like later on you find out that their relationship actually ended because of some other reason you know um yeah but like it was like i think they said like yeah he was too into his job 
but then you find out like he's controlling and he wants her hair to be this you know short he wants her to get like yeah. breast implants or something dude and just, this- uh, talk about red flags my ex told me i had a lot of red flags i'm like honey <laughs> you ain't seen you ain't seen nothing yet look at this yeah fuck I know. Boy. it kind of makes you want everybody feel better but like it's like it seems like he had like a lot of money too and it's like he's living like a fucking animal and he like you know no stove plates. it's like what you know just crazy and yeah it was kind of weird because he well he was yeah typical kind of douche with like the v-neck all the time and like he had like that like really open kind of shirt kind of thing yeah um but it it seemed uh like he like took care of it was like kind of a thing of like he takes care of everything else except for like you know, kind of the essentials, and it's so odd, you know. Yeah. How, was, you, how can you how can you care so much about making yourself look good, and you just live in despair, dis or disrepair? Yeah, that was just like gross, man. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, like that didn't work out. Luckily, Lauren like finally saw the fucking light, but it was just like, what is happening right now? Yeah. That was like, that was the dumpster fire of the whole show, kind of thing, you know. Yeah um but then peter and what's her name diane Peter. Diane. And diane. yeah so they had like they've been waiting like 26 years which is just yeah it was so like sad to see i mean i guess it didn't work out in the end anyway but it was just <laughs> so sad to see like they like they had a fling and then they you know ended it and went with somebody else and they both got divorced unfortunately and then they wait 26 years, and they get back together. Something kind of works, but now I just found out that it doesn't work out anyway. But yeah. like that was there's kinda... I'm not there's I'm not surprised it didn't work out, but I think they had the potential for the having the strongest bond. Yeah, if you notice, like when they it was kind of interesting when all the guys and all the girls kind of met up for like a dinner to talk. You could tell like the two older ones, Peter and Diane, were like kind of mentoring them. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. And it was so funny when, like, Jeremy was like, yeah, I like her. It's just, like, we don't uh, get along. And everybody's like, yeah, that's going to be a fucking problem, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, who, yeah. who stops and thinks that's, like, okay? You know, I don't yeah. know. I, I really think he's a good person, but we can't stand being around each other. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? Yeah, that's just insane to me, man. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, but yeah. Were- Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, they knew what they like. They obviously did the best job because they've been around for so long and like they were like very understanding of each other and stuff like that. But like just the geographical distance thing, I, I I'm I'm sure that's kind of what got them in the end. You know, yeah. I don't know, but I I think well, and he said he was kind of in some financial straits, I guess if you will. Um, I don't know why he didn't just move to. Uh, to North Carolina with her because he's obviously shows in Australia. Um, it sounded like she's got everything. Um, I he could have brought maybe he could have his kids are still in high school I guess so maybe that was a tough part. But um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I thought they were gonna work it out for sure. Um, I the thing I liked with them so Diane was a little bit of a control freak, but man Peter was cool hand Luke through the whole time time. Uh, she would say she would do something like she'd kind of be a little bit bitchy and he would just be like, you know, hey, I'm I'm trying to understand. Uh, I understand you have it a certain way and I'm going to try to bend and make my make it make this work. 
And man, he was cool hand Luke through it. And even even when she, she would come back and like they'd have kind of a small argument, and she'd be like, you know, I'm sorry, I'm being very controlling, and I apologize for that. And he'd be like, oh, no problem. And she'd be like, we're good, we're good, all right, we're good, let's go fuck. And so, <laughs> all right, like they they were just I don't know maybe because they are mature, literally in age, but they're just very mature about everything. Uh, it's sad to hear that they didn't uh, make it in, make it out in the end. Yeah, that is. Uh... They were very uh, risque. Or I guess she kind of was. Like, she, like, one of their dates was, like, she brought them to, like, a lingerie shop to pick something out. It was like, what the? Why why would you choose to do this on TV? And then also uh, they ended up, like, skinny dipping or something like that and that type of stuff. It's like, that was kind of odd to see. But free spirit. Yeah, one of my points about, like, obviously like drama show or reality shows in general is like you, I got, you, you know, you got to know that like, or you got to think that like these people are just doing shit because they know they're on TV. So they're doing like stuff differently. You know what I mean? So it's kind of yeah. like, it's a little artificial, you know, like, especially like yeah. shows that are like, you know, I don't know, whatever housewives or whatever else. I'm sure they do stupid shit on purpose just so that they get the views. Cause they know they want to like keep the show going, which makes sense, you know, but it's just like, crazy um mm-hmm. but yeah i don't know um definitely an interesting premise to the show uh i guess it didn't really get the fame and fortune of uh love is blind maybe but yeah. uh i don't know did you see when it um uh, when it uh posted to netflix or anything did it say anything like that it didn't say when it posted to netflix it just said it came out in 2018 that's it okay. so it could have been fairly recent like i noticed the uh the ratings weren't all that great. Um, it was like a either a three star or three and a half stars, which uh, really, yeah, yeah. it's interesting. I don't know. Uh, do you have any? Like, have you ever gotten back with an ex? Uh, no, and I think like it's probably for the best. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like what we were saying. I don't know because it's like it's. I mean, I guess that kind of shows it. Like kind of like when we did Love Is Blind, like the the stats of like. You know, two out of the six worked out, supposedly, um, versus this one, one out of four. Uh, it, it just goes to show, like, you know, if it broke, if you broke up for a reason, or if you broke up, then there's a reason that you're not supposed to be together kind of thing. You know, um, I don't know. Uh, unless people, like, make big changes, which is typically not how that works, right? Right. So. Yeah, it's interesting to see the amount of people that actually, like, even when we look back at the, uh, like, Love is Blind, the amount of people that actually stuck together is, like, none. Um, yeah. It's pretty crazy. It's hard. Like, relationships are hard nowadays. I think, uh, I I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but just, like, the way, uh, like, every everyday life has changed, you know? Um, not to say that it was better back in the day when people just stuck in bad relationships because they didn't feel like um, getting divorced or whatever, or they just felt it was like the right time to be in a relationship. Not to say that was good times, but I mean, it definitely made people work th- work through things instead of just kind of on a whim, just uh, like, ah, we're not really getting along. We're not seeing eye to eye. Let's just uh, call it quits, you know? Yeah, exactly. And uh yeah, and so I didn't actually didn't answer your question. No, I never got back with an ex. Um, but I like always kind of thought it would be a possibility. Um, like after I broke up with them, but like, um, if if nothing else, this show has made me realize like 
it's not a you know it's it's like yeah, it's almost never, it's it's almost never a good idea again you know what i mean yeah. like yeah um yeah i don't think i've um uh... Like I said, I'm a bridge burner, so usually <laughs> when it's done, it's done. Yeah, like there's no, like there's no coming back. Like I, I say that's a gift and a curse because I never have to wonder really uh, what it would have been like, or I think about, I want, I wonder like sometimes like, oh, if I got back with this person, what would it be like? And I just think pure hell. And like there might be one chick uh, I remember I think about, and I'm like, ah, maybe it would have been pretty good if we ever ended up working it out. But um, the majority. Um, I'm like, yeah, no. Yeah, exactly. And, I, you know, relationships, like, and this kind of shows, too, like, relationships are so finicky. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's like, it's tough to think about, like, even if you change, like, I don't know. It's like, when I see them go on these dates and, like, even any show, like, with, like, how they fabricate, like, Oh, you get like a free fucking helicopter ride and you get to go to South Africa and, uh, you know, go through the safari. It's like it's easier to fall in love, I feel like, if you're doing these like wild shit. But when you go to like the everyday situation, yeah, what's going to happen? But I would like to think that like if you're like kind of meant to be together or you you're you have good um, compatibility, anything can kind of, um, you know, work well. You know, like it doesn't matter what you're doing, essentially. But that's, I think, that just, like, exacerbates, like, the fakeness. Is like, if you do these, like, wild shit and, like, you know, you go to an expensive dinner or something else, like, that's going to just make you, it, it's and all it's fake. Gonna be, yeah, it's just going to be romantic in itself. And, like, that, it, it only, it's kind of like, um, like a performance-enhancing drug, if you will. <laughs> like, like if, if every day is a fucking movie, then, of course, you're going to, like, you're going to fall in love with, that movie but like you don't have they're not showing or forcing you into the monotony of you getting home being tired your significant other is also tired from work or whatever they're doing um if they're a stay-at-home parent running around with the kids we're doing chores all day and then they're just bored out of their mind from doing that and then you come home and you're like hey uh i just want to sit down eat a meal and i don't feel like cooking and then the points of contention that arise from that are just at both both of you working and coming home and not wanting to sit just wanting to sit down and be quiet and you know there's like they don't show they don't talk about that and that's i think the monotony is what gets people you know not the uh the puppy love uh inducing um events if you will yeah that's so true it's like you you gotta work through like the small stuff to make it to the marathon, you know, like that's how the marathon is run, I suppose, kind of thing, you know. Yeah. This, uh, yeah, I don't know. I have more to say on that, but I'll let it, we'll save that for another time. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think uh, kind of an odd episode, maybe, but uh, yeah, I think that kind of wraps it up. Okay. Uh, actually, I have one thing. The um, uh, a little uh, revision to one time when I did the life lesson, <clears throat> I talked about blink blinkist, um, and I called it blink list. It was the uh-huh. it was the one that's uh, kind of gives you the short summaries of books, um, like kind of the the lessons in like a sixteen minute thing instead of you know spending whatever twelve hours to read it, even though you know twelve hours you get more fidelity. But anyway, yeah. Um, but I just want to make that correction. It's blinkist, not blinklist. 
Blinkist. Um, I I thought it was Blinkless, but I was just living a fucking lie until I like. It. <laughs> it's like it's like again one of those things where you're like you like just go about it thinking you know like you're like good and then like you actually stare at it for like five seconds and you're like wait a minute what the what the fuck you know. <laughs> How do I believe that? Yeah, exactly. So I just want to make that correction, but um, otherwise uh, this should come out probably in a few weeks here. Um, so hopefully. Hopefully things are cleared up, but probably not. So otherwise, stay safe and um, don't fucking go outside. It's a lie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a trap. It's a trap. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. Yeah. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individuals and do not reflect the official policy or position of any agency of the U.S. government.